tonight on Access TV. It's Gotham Comedy Live. Get ready to laugh. It's the best of season two. New York's finest. With your host, Ryan Stout. Gotham Comedy Live's The Best of Season 2 is all happening right now. Ladies and gentlemen, Ryan Stout. Hello and welcome to The Best of Gotham Comedy Live. Tonight, we'll be showing you highlights from some of the most talented comedians from all over the country. This first segment is all about something everyone struggles with in one way or another. Dating. If you're saying, I don't struggle with dating, then you've never been on a date and you're lonely. So you struggle with not dating, which is still technically a struggle with dating. Point is, this topic applies to everyone. I tried speed dating. Has anybody given that a go? <laughs> Do I know you? <laughs> Two people are like, yeah, we did that. You know the concept, right? You meet a lot of people in a short amount of time. Here's what's interesting about speed dating. If one rejection a week isn't enough for you, <laughs> give this a whirl. Because uh, 30 an hour is a real rush. It really... <laughs> it, uh, It feels like emotional whack-a-mole, is what it feels like. It's just this assembly line of rejection that we've put together that, yeah, this is a great idea. <laughs> I tried online dating, too. No one ever wants to admit that they did that, but everybody knows someone who met on the internet. There's always half the couple you ask, how did you meet? We met on the internet, and it's usually the man who's like, would you just stop telling people that? <laughs> It's the laundromat, remember? <laughs> Why is it? The man, because if a man's on the internet, it's like, you've done everything you can do. <laughs> a woman's like exploring her options. A man's like, I've depleted my options. <laughs> I, was, uh, I was reading in a magazine, it said, if you're not involved in one of these online dating services, you're just gonna get left behind socially, you know? So I signed up and it changed my life. I went from feeling pretty good about myself to feeling like a leper alone in a room typing. That's what I felt like, just, oh look, she likes the outdoors too. I can't believe, I can't believe how many people like the outdoors online. It's just, there are... <laughs> There, there, are, there are a lot of hypocrites at home typing about their love for the outdoors with carpal tunnel syndrome. Just, I love hiking. Are you there? Where are you? I uh, did a little internet dating this summer. It's pretty awesome. Anybody? Craigslist? Uh, First girl that I hooked up with, she was a cool Upper East Side girl, right? I was into her. We went out a few times, and it got to be hookup time. We're having fun. It got to be naked time. We're having lots of fun. It's about to go in for the first time ever. It's about to go in. And she stops me at the last second and says, um, look, just so you know, there's not a chance I'm going to come right now. And I was like, um, I could have told you that. <laughs> Spoiler alert. But... Uh, the second chick, by that I mean the other chick, was a Russian, right? And I was psyched about a Russian chick. I'm a dirtbag from Jersey to me. That's, that's some James Bond shit, right? So we went out on a date. It was real cool, right? It was a sexy vibe. I was like, you know what? I'm going to play this smooth. I'm going to walk to her door, kiss her goodbye, peace. I walked her to her door. I kissed her goodbye. And first kiss ever, she went, Ang! and bit the living shit out of my lip. Not a little love bite. Like, she tried to bite it off. And I pulled back like, yo, what the fuck? And, and this girl, I swear to God, she looked me dead in the eye and said, you do not like biting? You are a faggot. Like, what? Yeah. 
Now, most dudes would see this as a red flag and bounce, but I'm a comedian, and I really wanted to see how this was going to end. <laughs> so when she invited me upstairs, I went. Fellas, if I could take back two flights of steps in my whole life, <laughs> without a doubt, it would be those two flights. This girl proceeded to give me what I can only describe as the angriest Russian hand job. <laughs> in the history of angry Russian handjobs. First of all, I'm a grown-ass man. Who do you think you are to try to give me a handjob, lady? Uh, I got 22 years on the test. You don't go to Picasso's house and grab a brush and just start painting. I am the maestro of giving me a handjob. You bring your mouth or you bring nothing, sister. So, when I, when I tell you this was horrible, at no point did her hands move in hand job directions. At no point, there was, there was no north-south. There was no north, it was all just east and west, east and west. It was like she was trying to yank open the Iron Curtain or something. Like, I don't know if she was still pissed off about Rocky IV, but I was, I was chafed, I was chapped, I was hurting, but I was determined to finish for the country. Uh, in my hand. USA! New York! Yes, couples. Way to work it out. It's not easy. What's the answer? I say love the flaws. Right? Just accept the flaws. They're there. Just look at your girl, man. Just say, yo, yo, that's so cute how you yelled at me about shit that never happened. It's so adorable. Ah, oh, leave the oven on again. Kill the whole family. I love you. I just want to hold you. Mwah. So cute. Just love the flaws. I got to get back in a relationship. I got to start picking them better. I got to quit mistaking crazy for interesting. Right, fellas? We've all done that. Right? In the beginning, like, oh, this girl's so spontaneous and full of life. What a personality, life of the party. Everyone loves her, look at her go, right? Eight weeks in, wow, you're bipolar. This is real shit. This is real. I didn't see this coming. This is too much personality. You don't like me. I like all the different yous. Bring back Sunday. What the fuck happened to Sunday? Sunday just watches television, relaxes. Look at Tuesday, will kill you on a Wednesday. Why do we like crazy, fellas? I'm gonna tell you why. Yeah, because crazy's good in bed. Yeah. <laughs> and apparently all you bitches are here tonight. That was more than I expected. Crazy is great in bed. You sleep with a girl that never met her father, shit's going down. Oh, you don't know what's gonna happen. You come out of the bedroom, you're missing a tooth, you got a black eye, you're happy, you're crying, it's all confusing. Orphanage pussy, give it a shot. I crossed the line, Gotham. I gotta figure it out. There's two kinds of girls, over 25, under 25. Distinct difference. Over 25, they got their shit figured out. Yeah, if it's a one night stand, yeah, yeah. There they are, 26. Yeah, fellas, if there's a one-night stand, it was a one-night stand for her, too. She didn't want to be there, either. She's got shit to do. It's a grown woman. Nuh-uh, under 25, they don't leave. They don't give a shit. They moved in. Yeah, they just moved in. You didn't even know it. You looked up, there was a box of shit, a loofah scrub. Back at their parents dropped them off for a slumber party. It's noon, it's like, what's for lunch? A fucking taxi sandwich. You have to go. And put my shirt away, you can't just steal my clothes. And under 25, they got too much energy. Yeah, all they wanna do is go to the after party. How about the party we're at? Let's just enjoy this party. Yeah, I'm getting older, I'm tired. I'm not going to the after party unless there's soup. I love soup. 
I'm good at soup. It's like you're home already. And if there's French onion soup, I'll eat your pussy and call your uncle. That's a real soup. It's a real soup. And under 25, they want a play fight. That's not cute, girls. No, I'm a grown man. Don't put me in a headlock. You just pinched a nerve. That shit hurts. Don't fuck around. I got a softball game. My team needs me. I'm a three-time all-star. Don't punch me in the stomach. That's how Houdini died. You could kill somebody. People die that way. Yeah, under 25. They don't know. Even in bed, they don't know yet. No, girls get better as they get older. Under 25, they're doing shit they see on the internet. They're doing weird shit. I was with a girl, she was 24. She's like crawling on the edge of the bed. I was like, yo, did you lose your wallet? Where the fuck are you going? What are you doing? I don't even know what that move is. Get back here. Why are you in my hallway? Come here. Fuck it, get the mail, then come back. You work for single Mike now. Stay tuned for more laughs on Access TV with the best of season two, New York's finest. Welcome back to Gotham Comedy Live's The Best of Season 2, New York's Finest. Welcome back to The Best of Gotham Comedy Live. Before the break, we heard what some of our comedians had to say about dating. For those poor, broken souls that took the next step, let's see what they had to say about getting married. Oh, I like it. Look at you guys, you little sweetie pies. Look at you. Oh, I love comedy. I love comedy clubs. Because it's the perfect date night. Yeah, it is. It is. What are, are you married? And shut up. You don't get it. You don't understand. I'm a married dude. Where's all the married people? Look how Look. Yeah, you see how excited they are? This is a special night, okay? This is... They're going to have sex with the lights on tonight. This is... Guys. It's an important night, guys. They've been planning this for four and a half months. You don't get it. I see a lot of young sweetie pies in here. You don't know nothing. Are you kidding me? Where are all the daters? All you sweetie pie daters. Sh shut up. Shut up. You guys still touching each other's privates? That's adorable. You're still making out in the Target parking lot for no damn reason? Just kissing? Just kissing for no damn reason. It's not even your anniversary and you're just kissing in the parking lot. What's the matter with you? Just go get your shower curtain, knock that shit off. Guys are idiots. It's not like all my young friends, they're like, oh, well, you're married. You don't need to go anywhere. Oh, is that right, young people? Oh, yeah. Oh, because on a Friday night, me and my wife, we just light a clean cotton or a pine candle or whatever the hell those things, stupid $80 candles. You know what I'm talking about, you yuppie women. You just... And then we put on our matching Japanese silk pajamas, right? Then my wife ordered off of Amazon because she had a Shutterfly coupon, or I don't know about that stuff. And then we just pop in Dirty Dancing, yeah, on Blu-ray, ho oh. Then we just kiss each other on the neck for hours. Is that what you think would happen? Shit ain't like that. I'll tell you what, this is how it is right now. You little, little, I see all you sweetie pies, I'll tell you how it is. Two, married two months, you guys, right? Oh, well check this out, here's how it is. I'm on one couch by myself, okay? This is date night, all right? We got matching couches, I'm on my couch. I know which one is mine too, it's one that's sagging like a son of a bitch, okay? My couch is a smile, it's a broken smile. And I'm, a, and I'm on my couch, guys, I'm drinking like a grown-up, I don't know what you guys got. I'm drinking like a grown-up. I have a whole box, a gallon of raspberry wine. I, that's what I'm doing. I got it on the back of the couch with three McDonald's straws into my mouth like a grown-up. Get with it. And I don't care what flavor it is, too. It was on sale. Kiwi, strawberry, watermelon. I don't, a, I don't care about nothing. I'll drink, I'll drink clearance wine under the cash register. It's dusty. You ever see the, the dusty wine? You're like, who drinks this dusty wine? 
I'll drink the shit out of Dusty Wine. I'm like, oh, it's $2.99 for a gallon? <laughs> what is this? Blackberry pirate mustache, I don't care about it. I'll drink this all day. So I'm on my couch, I'm getting tips. I'm getting tipsy as F, I'm getting, right? My wife, she's on her couch. Her, we bought our couches six years ago, matching. Her couch is pristine. It's pristine, what is it? What is this? I don't know about nothing. This is, it's gorgeous. Her couch is awesome. Like her, she could return her couch today and get a full refund. Full, I'm serious, my couch looks like a homeless man was murdered on it, okay? There are people doing heroin behind my couch. I'm like, get out of here, come on. She's over here, and this is, this is what happens to you when you get a, be a grown-up, okay? She's over here, she's freezing. She's, her top half is covered up in her Hello Kitty Snuggie, whatever that dumb thing, I didn't see her buy that. She looks like an old, old like Hungarian woman selling fruit and stuff, like, I don't know. Look like E.T. on a milk crate and a BMX bike. Elliot, I don't know, what? She, and then that's her top, her bottom half is covered in 19 of her grandmother's Afghans, okay? Just, yeah, and she's still cold. I'm like, you're freezing because those Afghans, I can see your body through them, that's why. I've been meaning to tell you this, but your grandmother's a shitty blanket maker, okay? How about your grandmother not make 60% of a blanket, okay? She made one for the baby. Well, our baby's gonna die of hypothermia, okay? Because your grandmother's garbage at blankets. And that's our date night, and, the, and we don't even talk. The only time we talk on our date night, right, grown-ups, is when we're chanting, move that bus, move that bus. It's the only time we talk. You know it. That's true. And, I, and, I, and we gotta get out, because I, I just had a second child. Yeah, second. Don't you be clapping for, shut up, knock it off. No, you don't get it. No, no. Speaking to my wife, you know, I've never been happier in my entire life. And it's because my, my wife is the reason for that. But even with that said, there's still a small part of me that wouldn't be surprised if we don't make it. I don't trust marriage for one second. I really don't. I wish I did. But to me, marriages are like fat people. Yeah, they, they should work out. But I did get lucky. My wife's an amazing woman, very impressive, very, very funny, a beautiful woman. Even has a master's degree in psychology. But, uh, well, of course, it should be in archaeology. Like most women, she's great at digging up crap from the past that nobody cares about. <laughs> You're going to argue with a woman's study, because there will be a pop quiz in history. <laughs> and, oh, yeah, remember what you said to me four years ago on New Year's Eve? <laughs> Happy New Year. <laughs> By the way, during the election, my wife said something a few years ago. She goes, you know, we're going to elect a woman president someday. When we do, we won't go to war. I said, honey, we'll still go to war. It's just the other country will have no idea what it did wrong. I'm married. Sorry. It doesn't have to change. What's that? She doesn't have to know? This show is over, everybody. You are such a lovely, slutty woman. I love you. Oh my God. Look at that. that you'll, that'll never happen for you. But anyway. Uh, you, you should school him. I'm married uh, 12 years. I dated my wife 13 years before we got married. We met in high school. Relax, ladies. We met in high school. And we dated a while, and then she proposed, finally. <laughs> I can't tell you her exact words, because I get really emotional. But they ended with, or get off the pot! <laughs> One argument, three times a month. If you're in a relationship, married, single, whatever, you've had this fight. I can't do little things, and it drives her crazy. But then her reaction to me drives me nuts. You've had this argument. I'm in the refrigerator, and she's in the living room. And I'm like, Cal, where are the pickles? She's like, you know where they are. No, I don't. Yes, you do. 
No, I don't. They're in the refrigerator. I know that. They're pickles. Where? You know where they are. No, I don't. This is funny to her. Hit her. Hit her right now. Because you know what you do. You know where they're, they're on the shelf. I know. Pickles go on the shelf. Where? Then this is the line. This is the line, guys, where she says it, and you think to yourself, I could knock her out and drive her to the river, and nobody will know. This is the line. You ready? Are you looking? Yeah, then this next line, you need like a team of psychiatrists to decipher. He does this. I can tell he does this, right? And you need like a team of psychiatrists to decipher this next line. Yeah, I'm looking. Are you look looking or just looking? I'm looking. You never look for things. You're like a child. You have to look. I'm not going to look for you. And then, and then, and then. You get this really condescending tone in your voice. Like you're the control tower talking down the plane and we're all mentally challenged. It's like, all right, do you see the bread? Yes, I see the bread. Okay, well, if you look, you'll notice the pickles are right behind the bread. I don't see them. Then here comes the next line, and the judge hears this, and he goes, justifiable homicide. Did you move the bread? Yeah, did you move, move the bread, or just move the bread? I moved the bread. Would you move it like two inches? You're like a child. You have to, all right, I moved the bread. And what do you see? Nothing. Exactly, Paul, because you forgot to buy pickles on the way home last night. <laughs> wow. We're going to get a hotel. Stay tuned for more laughs on Access TV with the best of season two, New York's finest, Welcome back to Gotham Comedy Live's The Best of Season 2, New York's Finest. Oh, you returned. Nice choice. This is The Best of Gotham Comedy Live. So far, we've heard all sorts of material about relationships, but only human relationships. These next comedians talk about their interactions with their pets, and I'm hoping nobody mentions anything about sex. Um, thank you. I just got a third dog. I, I'm a big dog lover. I love dogs. I never, uh, thank you. I never thought I was going to get, I never thought I was going to get a dog until those Sarah McLaughlin commercials start wearing me down. Like, they come on late at night when they know you're drunk and alone. They can feel it when you're vulnerable. And most commercials are 30 seconds. Those are like five minutes long. And it's just those dogs. Those aren't dogs in those commercials. Those are actors in dog suits. <laughs> They're just like, in the of an angel. And then a voice comes out. It's like, look at the face of this puppy. They're like, his name is Charles. I'm like, my grandpa's name's Charles, you know? And they're like, he doesn't know why he's being beaten every day. I'm like, why the fuck is he being beaten? And I'm drunk, so I commit. So I got a dog based off those commercials. And then I started volunteering at a shelter. Don't do it, dude. That's why I have three. Because you're volunteering, you're like, adopt a dog. Then they're like, oh, these are going to die. I'm like, not on my fucking watch. You know, then you're like, I'm like, let's get the hell out of here. Now I have three goddamn dogs. Like, I just stopped volunteering. Because I just, I'm like, he's not dying. Now with the big bear. I like, uh, I like your pants. I don't know why everyone's being a dick. I like them. Stylish. Um, the thing I like about dogs is they're very positive, you know? They're very positive. Like, people get down on themselves for no reason. We just get bummed out. We're like, I'm fucking sad. You know, it's like my friend didn't text me back. <laughs> like, something's so dumb. Like, the fact we're alive is incredible, and we forget because our brains are too big. A dog's, a dog's brain is so small that it's perfect for happiness, right? You're like, today sucks. There's a fucking cloud, right? And that's when your dog comes out of nowhere. He's like, you got a ball? I'm like, yeah, why? He's like... What do you mean, why? Fucking throw it, dude. <laughs> so I throw the ball. He's like, no way, it's a ball. Ah! And then he comes back. He's like, bro, that's the best thing that ever happened to me. I'm like, what do I do? He's like, throw it again. I'm like, I just did it. He's like, it's going to bounce different. It's a whole new adventure. I'm like, how long do I do this for? He's like, until I fucking die, dude. This is it for me. Waking up can be hard without a dog, right? You want to you wake up. You're like, I don't feel like getting out of bed. Your dogs are already up. They're like, I can't believe we're still alive, bro. They're like, I closed my eyes last night. I thought I fucking disappeared because I don't know what sleep is. I opened my eyes. Guess what? I'm back. So's my best friend. What are we going to do today? Thank you. And thanks, guys. 
And his tail, it's called an, an anticipatory wag. It starts going like this. Like, it's not ready to commit to the emotion, but it's like, he's like, say it. I'm like, what? He's like, if you stay outside, this wag's gonna go fucking a lot bigger. I'm like, outside? It's like, that's a promise. We're going outside. Like, we're going outside. So I adopted a dog recently. She's a part lab, part pit bull. Conceived in a rape, most likely. <laughs> My friend just bought a bulldog. I didn't even know bulldogs were a real breed. I just thought it was a beagle with Down syndrome. His dog eats its own shit. Yeah. He says it's a problem, but as far as I'm concerned, perfect dog. You feed it once when it's a puppy, then you have this endless cycle. It's echo-friendly and recession-proof. I don't pick up after the dog when I walk her. The dog doesn't want me to. You know how long it takes him to find that perfect spot to shit in, and then you just pick it up and take it away? The dog's looking at you like, what the fuck? We just walked 20 blocks. I could have just shit in the living room. Oh, thank you. I bought the dog a glow-in-the-dark ball. I thought she'd enjoy it. Turned all the lights off in the apartment. I threw the ball. Dog went crashing into my dining room table. <laughs> Unless you have glow-in-the-dark furniture, the glow-in-the-dark ball sucks. <laughs> Should have just gotten her a regular ball and a set of night vision goggles. <laughs> she sprained her little leg. I had to take her to the vet. Here's a little tip. You ever want to save money at the vet? Act like you could care less about your dog. If you go in there concerned, they're gonna rape you. Well, it looks like a sprain, but it could be leukemia. Better do a CAT scan, put her on dialysis. Nurse, get me a cash register, stat. No, you have to have a different approach. You gotta lowball them. You gotta walk in there. Doc, my dog hurt its leg. Uh, what do you charge to put it down? Whoa, whoa, whoa. What are you, crazy? It's a sprain. A couple of days rest, your dog will be fine. A couple of days? That's what I thought, you fucking asshole. <laughs> she gotta wear that lampshade on her head now. You ever see that lampshade they wear when they hurt themselves? I wish people would have to wear that. And some guy walks into the office, what happened to you? Oh, I fucked up my knee pretty badly. <laughs> yeah, I gotta wear this because I kept gnawing at it. God, I want to lick my testicles. I have two dogs. Boy, I wish I could make a decision as fast as my dog. Ever see how fast your dog goes to sleep? I'm sometimes pissed. How fast? My dog will walk, she'll stop, do some yoga, <laughs> lay down, do one more move, and just running in her little dog field. Like, it is like... I'm like, how did you go? To your dog goes to bed quick because your dog isn't like you. Your dog doesn't lay there going, fuck my day today. I have no idea where that bone is. It was in my mouth. I turned. I have no idea. I have no idea. I wish I could make a decision as fast as my dogs because I hem and haw. My dogs don't do that. They make a decision. They know instantly. If I'm outside with my dogs and a squirrel runs past them, they're not like, hmm, I don't know. I just chased something yesterday. <laughs> I can ask my dogs a question. I know the answer before I'm even done asking. Hey, you guys want to go for a fuck yes, fuck yes, yes, yes. You're going to say walk, not vet, right? Yeah, let's go, let's go, let's go. They just stand by the door. Let's go, let's go, and let's go. Get that leash and plastic bag in your hand before you bring this walk up to me. Do some prep work, son. I'm gonna run right outside. The second I get outside, I'm gonna run to the right. There's a dog, couple houses down, likes to run her mouth. I'm gonna see what that bitch says when I show up in front of her. Everybody's tough from behind a privacy fence, aren't you? My dogs don't wanna do something, I don't gotta figure that out. If they hear water running, ears shoot behind their head, and they do this dog move where they just creep out. In their head, they're thinking, we are so low. 
and so slow, there's no way he sees us. That's how I know if my dogs did something shady. If I walk into the room, the room looks fine, and they both get up and start walking like that. Then I'm like, what did you do? They're like, yeah, hey, the trash fell. Just want to let you know the trash fell. We don't have hands, so we couldn't help pick it up, so we just started eating shit. And then we're like, man, maybe we shouldn't eat it, so we threw it up in the guest bedroom. Hopefully it's fine. Stay tuned for more laughs on Access TV with the best of season two, New York's finest. Welcome back to Gotham Comedy Live's The Best of Season 2, New York's Finest. Hey there, you're watching The Best of Gotham Comedy Live. We've heard about dating, marriage, and pets. Now it's time to talk about kids. That's right, tiny humans. They don't have a lot of knowledge, they have very little experience, and we have to keep them alive to ensure the future of our species. It's bound to cause problems. So let's check in with these next comedians for their take on children. I'm, uh, like I said, Mazubrani, Middle Eastern, and uh, I just want to thank you guys all really uh, for coming out tonight because uh, I have two young kids at home, and uh, you guys gave me an excuse to get away from them. <laughs> no, I'm serious. Anyone here got young kids? Anyone got young kids? Anyone? Yeah, you do? How old are your kids? Four and three. Four and three. All right. Yeah, you were quick. You just back to back, huh? You, where's your wife? At home. Look at you, manly man. <laughs> what's, what's your background? What's your background? Dominican. Dominican. Shit. It's very macho, huh? Lady, you stay home tonight. I'm gonna go. Todo bien. <laughs> you stay home, woman. You breastfeed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where'd it go? How do you say breastfeed in Spanish? You don't speak it. You don't know prima numero dos en ese momento? Fido, bresto? No, nothing? Do you know how to say breastfeed? How do you say it? Tetas, tetas, lunch? <laughs> burrito de tetas? <laughs> Está burrito de tetas. You want burrito de tetas? You don't know? Leche, leche de tetas? Is that what it is? It's gotta be leche de tetas, isn't it? Anyone? Anyone speaking? Anyone speak Spanish? It's not, you know, what is it? How do you say it? What is it? Dar de la crard. That shit rhymes, dar de la crard. It's not leche, because leche I thought was milk. See, that's why I can't know prima numero dos in este momento. That shit, I get lost. I have young kids, you back me up on this. When you have young kids at home, you love them, but they're the most exhausting people in the world. When you have young kids at home, your whole goal from the moment they wake up, your whole goal is to make them tired. From the moment they wake up, you're like, run, run, run. <laughs> climb, climb. Fly, you can fly, try flying. <laughs> Flap your wings. And no matter what you do, when it comes time to sleep, kids don't want to sleep. Craziest thing in the world, yeah. And there's a thing called sleep training, which is when they turn six months old, you're supposed to let them cry it out in the crib. They learn to sleep, life goes on. Now, I'm originally from Iran, my wife originally from India. So we come from immigrant backgrounds. Immigrants don't sleep train. I don't care if you're Iranian, Indian, Dominican. We know immigrants were on the bed together. I'm in the bed. My wife's in the bed. The baby's in the bed. My mother-in-law's in the bed. There's a rooster in the bed. My cousins are under the bed. It's crazy, man. And my wife is Indian. My, are there any Indians here? Any Indians? Indians? There we go. Yeah, a billion in the world and four showed up. Thank you very much, really. No, it's crazy, man. My wife, I swear, it's crazy because my wife is Indian. Both of our kids look like her. I told her, I said, there's a reason why there's a billion Indians in the world. Your guys' genes are so dominant. Anyone sees with an Indian, the kids are coming out Indian. Oh, yeah, Iranian, Indian, Indian, black, Indian, Indian. Friend of mine, wife's not even Indian. She had Indian food one night, the kids came out Indian. I swear to God, man. And our house is confusing. I'm Iranian, my wife is Indian, our nanny is Guatemalan. The kids are confused. They don't know who is who or what is what. Like, they spend more time with the nanny than they do, than they do with us. Yeah, like, I, they speak better Spanish than English. I swear, like my little two-year-old, anytime she hears sirens going by, she goes, policia, policia. <laughs> I asked the nanny, go, you guys running from the cops all day in the park? <laughs> She's like, me no, senor, but nina all the time, drug dealer, nina's a drug dealer. <laughs> I think that they think the nanny's their mother, me and my wife are the nannies. Like every night when she's leaving, the four-year-old's like, adios, mama. <laughs> we see you later, man. <laughs> We're gonna hang out with the two losers again. <laughs> and stay away from the policia. I am worried about the, well, I'm worried about the world. You know, I, I'm a parent. I came to parenthood a little older. I was 50 years old when my daughter was born. She came out and she looked at me like. <laughs> you bullshitting, right? 
Where's the daddy that does shit, like run around, get involved? We play games, we play games like starfish. I act like I'm a starfish, I'm like, okay, okay, run around, run around me. No, I love my daughter. Me and her mom, we co-parent. A lot of times, you know, kids, she just turned five years old. A lot of times when kids are that long, young, we send our daughters and our sons subliminal messages. I was driving my daughter to preschool the other day. We're driving down the road and I see this billboard of an owl. I said, honey, what do you think that owl's doing? My daughter said, that's probably a mama owl that's been working all day to take care of all of her baby owls because she loves them very much. I'm like, okay, I mean, I know what's going on. Her mama got to her, okay? She has been compromised. Her mama is sending me subliminal message. So I said, I got to sub- send some subliminal message back to her ass. I said, maybe that's a daddy owl, honey. Couldn't that be a daddy owl that's been working all day? My daughter said, that's not a daddy owl, daddy. I said, how do you know? She said, cause the daddy owl's at home sleeping. <laughs> now I know this is her mama. Now I'm looking for, is she in the car with us? Who the fuck am I talking to? But I didn't say nothing, I didn't say nothing. This is my daughter, okay, I didn't say nothing. My daughter teaches me things every day. She came in the house the other day and she said, Daddy, I can wipe myself. I can go to the bathroom by myself, I can wipe myself. I said, that's great. Then she leaned in real close, she said, but I like when other people do it. I said, you turning into your mama. I'm not equipped to be pa- I'm a parent either. I'm, I got a kid and, uh, well, let me show you what my kid gave me for good luck for the show before I left the apartment. This was huge. I know, it was like, it's his favorite toy right now. He gave me his favorite dinosaur. Isn't that cute? Yeah, he's 15, but. No, he's 11 and, uh, you know, at this age, it's like it's all about the kid all the time, 24-7, you know? And sometimes you resent it because you want to do stuff for yourself, you know what I'm saying, dude? Like this past weekend, he had a baseball tournament. My wife's like, you go, father-son bonding weekend. And I did it, three days with him, and at the end of the weekend, it hit me, uh, I don't really care for the kid. Because it's all about the kid, you don't have any time to yourself. Like Saturday night, Saturday night, it's my night too. I want to go to a club and he starts complaining. Daddy, the lady on the pole scares me. This Jack Daniels is burning my throat. You call that weed? I don't need to take that shit. It's the most important thing you can do as a kid and no one checks with you from the government to see if you're qualified. I'm an idiot and they let me have a kid. The first indication you don't know what you're doing as a parent, my son was like uh, 10 months old and he had his first night terror. He's holding on to his crib for dear life. Three o'clock in the morning, bawling his eyes out. And me, Joe Brainiac, all I could think to do was try to reason with him. <laughs> ah, what, what is it, Alex, what's wrong? Ah, tell daddy, ah, what is it? Ah, like he's gonna snap out of it and go, you wanna know what's wrong, Paul? <laughs> Come over here. I was nice and warm in the womb. You yanked me out of there. You snipped off my penis. You wrapped me in a plastic bag. I shit myself eight times a day. You hung this mobile above my head. You think it's cute? It is freaking the shit out of me right now. When I'm hungry, I can't even go to the fridge and get a pudding pop. What the fuck do you think is wrong with me? Oh, and one other thing. You got me sitting in Santa's lap. Do you want me talking to strangers or don't you? So now he's at that age, I gotta have the talk with him. You know the talk, the don't tweet pictures of your junk to women. I have a little baby boy and I already wanna fight him. I want to fight him. I know you can't fight a baby, relax. I know you can't fight a baby, but I wanna figure out how. Like legally, I wanna, like I've, I've thought about it. I'm like, what if we make weight like boxers? You know what I'm saying? Like if he's 11 and I put garbage bags on and do the paleo diet and we're the same weight, I can beat the shit out of him legally because that's Olympic boxing rules, okay? I can fight a kid. If we're both 111 pounds, we can fist fight after school. It's legal. I'll send a note to his teacher, I don't care. Meet your dad at the flagpole at three o'clock. His friends are like, why are your dad fighting? Something about puking on his shoes, 2008 and Easter. I'll do it, I'll fight your ass. This little boy ruined my life since the minute he was born. Don't you, aw, he's a little crazy idiot, okay? Here's what happened, this is, I'm gonna tell you right now, I don't know about you guys, know. yep, hold on. I'm throwing some science on you right now, some grown man science. My little boy, the first day, he came out C-section. You know what a C-section is? Don't nod your head like you do, because you don't until you, 
It's not like in the health class where they teach you in the, in the book and they're like, oh, you make a small incision in the lady and then the baby comes out on eagle swings and Ario Speedwagon is playing. <laughs> Shit ain't like that, okay? I went to this place in the, in the hospital room. It was like covered like a Dexter kill room in plastic. And, you know what I'm talking about? And what, I was like, oh, what did I... I thought I got set up, okay? And then he, the doctor pulls out his spatulas or whatever, like he's making hibachi. I don't know what he's doing. Throwing shrimp in my mouth and I... I'm like, oh, that's... He's like, that's placenta. I'm like, you're a sick doctor. That's... And then he cuts, he cuts my wife open with his Friday the 13th machete. It's like, yeah! And then he gets inside. He's like, I'll be back in a second. He's 90 seconds in my wife. I'm like, get out of her. Get out of her thorax. Get out of there. And then when the baby finally comes out, the baby, it's just, it's not, listen, it's going to get crazy, okay? I'm just saying, if you got pulled pork or nachos and salsa, shit's going to get real. I'm going all the way with this. This is... Like, it, it, all you see first is it's not the baby's face. It's not, it's not like, hi, daddy, this is my face. It's the baby's feet just kicking, and the doctor's trying to get it like a Costa Rican chicken farmer, and just, he's like trying to wrangle it. And it's like, it's like a bloody satanic sacrifice. It is. He's, but, I mean, the baby, like, he's, he's pulling it out. Have you ever seen Indiana Jones in the Temple of Doom? Have you ever seen? It's not, it's... The doctor is put Kalima Shakti Day. Kalima Shakti Day. Kalima. Yeah, no, it is. And the nurses are in the background. They're like, Madam, Madam, Madasuram, Madasuram. The anesthesiologist is on a drum. He's like, Madasuram, Madasuram. There's an Indian in the background throwing chicken bones at, hey, uh, I don't know. That was my HMO. I don't know about you guys, okay? I would have been better off having my baby behind my heroin couch, to be honest with you. Stay tuned for more laughs on Access TV with the best of season two, New York's finest. Welcome back to Gotham Comedy Live's the best of season two, New York's finest. Welcome back to the best of Gotham Comedy Live. We've had some good laughs so far, but... We are closing in on the end of the show, which leads us into our final segment, technology. You know technology, right? The thing that will eventually become self-aware and enslave our children. Well, here are some comedians who had a few things to say about technology. As I said, oh, I'm old. I am jealous of people who are younger, though, because technology, I, don't, I can't figure out technology. I was in rehab for, like, two years, and I came out, and I'm telling you, like, everything changed. It's Twitter. Twitter has taken over the world. But, you know, it's good to be a comedian with Twitter around nowadays, because you can make some money on the sly. A lot of people don't know this, but a lot of these reality TV chicks like Paris Hilton and Kim Kardashian, they, they, uh, they want to seem witty on Twitter, so they hire comedians sometimes to write their tweets as if we were them, you know? And my agent called me up and said, Art, like, just assume uh, maybe if, if, if Kim Kardashian wanted you to write tweets for her, would you want to write tweets for Kim Kardashian? It's good money, but you have to pretend you're her. And I thought to myself, I would love to do that, but I'm bad with technology. What if I fuck up and accidentally send out a tweet on Kim Kardashian's account about my life? <laughs> I, think, I think I'd get fired. <laughs> like, can you imagine one of her like 13-year-old fans? Like, hey, you're at Kim Kardashian. I'm in the shower and I can't see my dick. <laughs> You're at Kim Kardashian, a Mexican whore just threw up on my balls. I think the mother slut, uh, she'd get mad, she'd, she'd fire me. Mama Kardashian. I think Bruce Jenner would try to get mad, but at this point he can't make a face. <laughs> yeah, technology is just going really, how about the GPS in your car? GPS in your fucking car. I can't, I can't get a hold on that, man. First of all, it's a woman giving you directions. When did that happen? <laughs> when did women get good at giving directions? They can't make it a man robot? And that voice is creepy. I would use, I would use the GPS in my car if we're a friendly celebrity voice. It's a perfect opportunity for celebrities to make some money. Like if Mike Tyson were the GPS voice, <laughs> I would never not 
use it. I would use it constantly. I'd wake up at 3 a.m. and make excuses to use it. Mike Tyson has a GPS. Could you imagine, like, drive 2.3 miles till you see a stop sign. Then when you get to the stop sign, get out of the car and make a right-hand turn. Then realize that you should have been in the car when you made the turn. Recalculating. <laughs> get back in the car, drive 0.06 miles, and pull into a Sunoco station. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, while I was writing that bit, I, I figured out something. I had a medical discovery. It's impossible to be depressed if, as Mike Tyson, you say, Sunoco station. <laughs> I'll try it. Like, if you're at a funeral, like, Sunoco uh, station. <laughs> You're skipping around like Mary fucking Poppins. And the people that make like Prozac, the drug companies make antidepressants, they don't want you to know about this. I'm telling you. Thanoco station. It fucking, it is absolutely fantastic. I'm not a big Facebook guy, man. I should be more because I'm a comedian, but it kind of, uh, some people, some people date online. I don't understand that. Like, why? Like, if you date online and you get killed, uh, good. <laughs> That's just the universe balancing itself out. Cause you're an idiot. You get a better gauge of someone when you meet them in person, right? You, you know, you can get, you get a vibe. Like maybe it's an asshole, murderous vibe. Like you get a vibe. I tell you who really loves social networking, psychopaths. They love it. It's the best invention since sliced bread to them cause they don't have to do any work anymore. Serial killers used to have to physically stalk their victims. Now all they gotta do is log on Foursquare, find out what restaurant you're going to. And what bus stop to kill you at, and they're good to go. Social networking totally helps predators, man. And old bullies from high school who all of a sudden want to be your friend on Facebook like it never happened. Lorenzo. Lorenzo used to punch me in the chest every day and take 50 cent from me. Then he hits me on Facebook years later, like, hey, what's up, dude? I sent you a friend request. I'm like, dude, you owe me $87. <laughs> With inflation, mother. I'm taking, the, uh, I'm taking advantage of the, the you can swear on TV policy for this show. I think it's a lot of fun. But I do think, you know, look, you know, it's nice to be in New York. Things have changed a lot in the last 12 years since I moved to New York the first time. You know, the technology's taken over our lives. We're all stuck on our Facebook pages now. I think we got to think about this stuff. I think we should all cancel our Facebook pages tonight. What do you say? I think that'd be a good idea. Unfortunately, it's impossible, okay? You can only deactivate your Facebook page. They own our information, they've stolen our privacy. Let's deactivate our Facebook pages tonight though. And in 20 years, let's all reactivate at the same time and we'll all look the same and our friends will look fucking old. It'll be awesome. I don't think married people should be on Facebook. I think if you're married, you should cancel your Facebook. Do you want some ex-boyfriend or ex-girlfriend of your husband or wife from 25 years ago sending little secret messages in the background? How's married life, wink, LOL, Ah. Oh, LMFAO, I'm here if you need me. Oh. That's not how the world's supposed to work, man. Too when I was a kid, everybody had one telephone. We'd keep it in the kitchen by the fridge. That was your connection with the outside world. If somebody wanted to get a hold of your husband, she would call the phone in your kitchen. You'd pick it up, you'd say, hello. She would say, is your husband there? You would say, who the fuck is this? Roger, there's some nothing on the phone. She calls here again, I'm gonna slit her fucking throat. That's how the world's supposed to work. That's how you keep a marriage together. Technology's taking over our lives, man. We're living in a world where you can post your suicide note on Facebook, drink antifreeze, and get 28 likes before the poison kicks in. At least it's nice knowing you're making the right decision. 
I don't think we even act the same way anymore when we're taking a photograph. Like before, if you would take a photograph, you would know that photo would just end up, you know, in some photo album. They had these things, when, when I was your age, they had these things called photo albums. The, they were these special books, they, the, each sheet had plastic. You would put the picture on a piece of paper under this plastic, you would protect it so it wouldn't get scratches on it. But you know, when someone would say, hey, let's take a picture, you'd act natural, you'd be yourself, because you know no one was ever going to see that photo ever again. But now if someone takes a picture, you know, you're, they're using their cell phone, the cell phone's hooked up to the internet, the internet's hooked up to every human soul on this planet. It's going to follow you for the rest of your life. So you got to put on the best face, you got to put on that perfect face. And you, you, it doesn't matter how drunk you are, you got to look good. And we all end up making the same face. I call it the Facebook face. Unfortunately, always ends up looking like halfway between blue steel and taking a shit, you know? <laughs> like a generation of constipated people, that's what they're gonna say. I know, it worries me this stuff, man. You know, I had a drone fly over my house in Los Angeles last week. That's how much we're losing our privacy. They're looking into our backyards. It's a scary time. And we're doing this, of course. Uh, you know, we have a lot of these security measures to protect our freedom. They say, you know, we want to protect our freedom. America's the most free country in the world. Yeah, well, if it's so free, how come it's the only country where you got to take your shoes off when you go to the airport? Because 10 years ago, some guy lit his foot on fire on an airplane and nothing fucking happened. <laughs> now, now, every time you go to the airport, you got to tiptoe through the airport in your slippery socks just because you want to go to fucking Cleveland, right? And take your laptop out of your bag. Take your laptop out of your bag, tiptoe around in your slippery socks, and go through some cancer-causing x-ray machine that costs $4 million a pop. The thing can see through your clothes. The $4 million x-ray machine in every airport can see through your clothes. You gotta show everyone your cock. Is that freedom? Every time you go to Cleveland, you gotta show everyone your penis? This x-ray... These x-ray machines, they can see through your clothes, but they can't see through your shoes. I'm calling bullshit, man. Someone's making some money on x-ray machines, that's what I figure. Then you get on the plane, they say, please turn your cell phone off, it could cause the plane to crash. You go through all that shit to get on board, then they let every passenger on the plane with a potentially lethal device and they leave it up to the honor system. <laughs> Stay tuned for more laughs on Access TV with the best of season two, New York's finest. Welcome back to Gotham Comedy Live's the best of season two, New York's finest. Listen gang, sadly, this is the end of our look into Gotham Comedy Live. We really appreciate you tuning in. Don't miss the upcoming comedians who will be doing more stand-up at Gotham Comedy Club. With so many performers in store, you are going to want to watch what they do when they do it, live and uncensored. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you next time. <laughs>